When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 312 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, coming at you from Easton, PA, the 610, the Lehigh Valley, <laughs> home of the Easton Assassin. To my right, the prodigal son has returned, unblemished, as far as I can tell. Did you come back with all your property, Wrestling Nomad? I did. He has all his property. He probably doesn't travel with much, but at the same time, if he comes back with it, good job by him. To my left, back-to-back appearances for Andrew Spade. <laughs> he wrote a, a saucy article about the top 10 best NCAA wrestlers of all time, and now he will have to stand and account for his crimes. Ooh, I will defend my thesis. Good morning. Good morning. Good welcome, morning to all of you. Welcome everyone to the downtown. <laughs> Willie defends your thesis. Will, yeah, Willie. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much he defends it. Mm. Okay. Stay is, stay is apt to go. Uh, well, that's your opinion. Yeah, yeah I roll yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. All right. So, uh, first thing I'm going to do is give a rundown of the top ten, so you know what we're arguing about. And first, uh, when I say top ten, I mean top nine because Spay. <laughs> Convicted coward, admitted coward. <laughs> Controversy not, number one would not put a tenth person like say, "Spay, we do a top ten and say, yeah, sure, no problem." Well, there's nine. Okay, so here's the top nine, and yes. then a giant cop out. Kale Sanderson, Yohiro Utaki, could be wrong. Uh, Kyle Dake, Dan Hodge, Logan Steber, Lee Kemp, Dan Gable, Pat Smith, Zane Rutherford, and then. A thousand wrestlers mm. that occupy the ten spot. Like the thirty. We put in a uh, poll so you could vote for the tenth goat. Uh, so there's some, you know, I I take issues. Well, first of all, I have uh, pr- pr- you could call me an ageist, but these old guys, I I didn't see them. There's no way they they could last one period, in my opinion, with the modern era. So it's like they just get this benefit of the doubt. Um, because yeah, they're extremely old now. They would have a very tough time no, hanging no. with anybody. 50s. No, 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 no. That's oh, not... now we got to do time machine hypotheticals. This is the problem. It's not hypothetical. <clears throat> it's no, 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 it was... they're different eras. Here's my 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 take right off the bat fr- from saying I haven't. You know, Christian saying I haven't seen them. I mean, that is I haven't seen them either. Right, a couple videos, but we've all seen Gable. But when, when you're doing this list. When you're doing this list, the first thing is to define to define it, right? You you gotta you gotta. What are the parameters of best? And then when Christian says, "I haven't seen them," now you're turning it into a subjective thing. Is this a subjective list, or is it all based on um, all based on wins and losses? And and in that sense, it becomes an, an unblemished thing. So if you have to see the guy. If you have to see the guy to rank them appropriately, then it's you're being subjective. And I don't think this list is subjective. I think this list is completely 
objective and completely based on wins and losses. I would agree with that. I would, yeah, I would. Uh, the goal is to be as objective as possible. But actually, the number one goal, which I think is getting overlooked, is to create conversation, which is great, which is what we're doing. And then the more the more fired up you get that I didn't leave a number ten, the more. Uh, justified, I feel, in doing so. Well, yeah, I but think that's, that's part that's like of the... Saying, okay, by that logic, you could have made Logan Steber number one, and by creating a conversation, you could say, I did what yeah, I wanted to do. That would be absurd. I'd have no justification for that. My justification for number 10 was I looked at all the guys that were left of them when I started putting up candidates. I was it, like, it there's no way uh, that I, I could I don't choose. think it would have been hard to come up with a 10. I, For a while, I was like, definitely David Taylor was my number 10, and I voted as such in the poll. Uh, uh, thank you for voting. Uh, yes, uh, my voice was heard actually multiple times. And uh, <laughs> well, you, Thank you for we, participating you in the can Democratic vote multiple, I'm going to vote again. Watch me. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actively rigging Put your this. cookies on so that you cannot no. cheat. No, I'm cheating. There's no cheating. So I think for number 10, um, I think it's three for me. And they're all modern era people. Deal with it. So oh, you, you, not putting Tony Gazzoni in there. So we have a list of twelve. Good. So I love. I love it. He literally just list. said he's like, I have no problem picking a number no, no, no. ten, and I'm going to give you my three Here number tens. Three. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's three guys for me that I think you can consider, and I've definitively voted for David Taylor. Tony Gazzoni, number one. Gray Simons, no, number two. No, hold on. Oh, okay. Kyle Snyder, David Taylor, Ben Askren. I mean, anytime two. There's two two-time Hodge winners in there, and I think. When you consider the bonus numbers for for David Taylor, and there's also some something indefinable with Taylor and Askren, truly, but like he kind of began, uh, he started something, right? It wasn't just that he was dominant and really really good, but kind of what that indefinable thing that he did at Penn State and for Penn State, I think puts him on that level. And then for for Askren, you could say his impact is like, man, the the funk stuff he was doing was game-changing and then you look at Snyder the case for Snyder well 2-1-1-1 and I think if he wasn't winning world and Olympic titles I don't know how we would view him I mean it's so weird well, that, he the guy wrestled like 10 matches every year in the <clears throat> last three years that's another that's another thing for people that are listening that don't know you cannot in this list in the way Spay framed it you cannot take into consideration any international event or or what the person did afterwards exactly right? you can't, yes. you, can't and, and, you can't say john smith or listen jordan burroughs <laughs> jordan burroughs no offense he doesn't sniff this list right right yeah two-time champion doesn't so the, yeah so thank thank you willie that was an important point because a lot of people a lot of, i mean the conversation is all great i appreciate all the feedback but some of it was what are you thinking how do you leave john smith off here goat all time and you and I go well. All right. I mean, he was obviously very good, but we're you basically have to win four NCAA championships or do something transcendent of your era uh, to make the list. And yeah, I tried to make it as a, a objective as possible. And I think uh, you know the accolades here speak for themselves. Uh, the one thing I'd like to get your guys' temperature on: Kale Sanderson's pretty uh, not controversial. Uh, I'm not an ageist. I think that if you take some of these guys in the past and you drop them into the year uh, 1990 or whatever, and you gave them the all the same coaches and all the uh, same environment, that there's no reason to think that they wouldn't do as good as certain guys, or at least we had no evidence to think that, just because obviously you look at their old films from the 60s okay. and 70s, it doesn't compare to, to a practice right. Right, yeah, we know that. Okay, so uh, okay. Utaki, Where? Dake... Hodge, uh, Steber is where the first. Well, actually, the first thing comes up with Dake. There have been a lot of anti-Dake comments. Well, I don't I think know why. I think I think Dake. Um, I think Dake should be. I, I would put Dake at two personally. I think 
you factor in because your hate for the elderly we've established. No, I think <laughs> for no red shirt is huge for me. Yeah. I, he had some me. weird he that's had some weird night. losses in there in his first two years. Um, actually, really, his sophomore year had the weird losses. It, they weren't that weird as a true freshman. Him beating David Taylor, I I, yeah. I highly value elite wins, and that's man on this list. That's up there, right? Yeah, he beat a two-time Hodge Trophy winner. He beat Frank Lim, Frank Molinari. He beat Derek St. John Reese. Uh, I think that's that's what vaults him for me. Four titles, four years. That's something, Christian. That well, you can say you weren't there, you didn't see him. It also, <clears throat> I disagree with that in the context that that this list is made up. But what you can say is you don't know, you don't know the comparison. Well, you know that Dake beat Taylor, and that's like, oh my god, win, right? You don't know, really know what Utaki beat. Exactly, exactly. So I, I listen. I I skew. You skewed old. You said you gave the benefit of the doubt to the old people. I could have given I more benefit of the doubt to the old people. There were all sorts of people here's, jumping in my message. Here's my thing. When it comes to old people, when it comes to old people, I think that a, a different iteration of this, and I like the list. I love the list. I think Thanks, you Will. could do a different iteration of it where you say, here is the three-year eligibility era and the four-year eligibility era. Because mm-hmm. that clouds so much, in my opinion. True. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, it's – I mean. That's why I like uh, Gable winning uh, Midlands um, his true I mean, freshman year. Look, look, you're gonna have. First of all, I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in favor of considering Lee Kemp higher. The dude lost one match in his career, and it was on a referee's decision. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's basically he's basically undefeated, except for some some ref said, "Well, we'll give it to this guy." Um, Who was the champ? You know, <laughs> yeah. You could look back. <clears throat> The same thing about Snyder, well, if he did wrestle full seasons, he was going to beat everybody. You cannot just assume that. Right. You can't just... And he also didn't, it. right? He wrestled a full season as a senior. He lost. Kyle Snyder had Kyle Snyder had one undefeated season. No, he might have had two. 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 So he had two? Um, Dake had two undefeated seasons. But my point in saying not just the old guys and the new guys, but the old guys... They didn't. They couldn't take a loss their freshman year. They couldn't. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. They can't take an official it's not, loss. It's not on the record. So, so, so I mean, you can say, well, Dake, <clears throat> well, Dake took some losses. I mean, he really only had the one that. If if he's only eligible for three years, he really only took the loss to uh, Lavalley. You know, if you say. Oh, freshman no, year lost, doesn't. He, no, he lost to Donnie Vinson that year. Yeah, <clears throat> he had okay. two losses. That if you if you say Ed Ruth, well, Ed, you know, Ed Ruth lost to uh, Mike Letts. He lost to Mooch. He lost to Mooch Stegi. He lost to Letts. Okay, let's put it in the three year era, and then he has one loss in three years. Well, right? and then and that that kind of brings up my point. And here's the guy that I would bump up significantly, and maybe you'll think this is crazy, but I think you could put Zane ahead of Logan. I really oh, believe that. I, listen, put, listen. Three, listen, let me go. Three-year run, completely undefeated, the most dominant guy for three straight years. Could have won three Hodges. Three Hodges. Two in, Hodges. But. You know, he won two, should have won three. Uh, to me, who has who can say that? Logan cannot say that. Logan didn't have a three-year run 
where it was like, oh my gosh. I mean, he literally, he lost to, to Zane as a true freshman. And you want to talk three-year era. Christian, are you saying, okay, are you saying you're advocating for per, perhaps Zane ahead of Logan on the four-year thing or yeah. if it was three? I'm not advocating okay, for I, that because I I'm think not it, advocating. I'm not advocating for that, but if it was three year, I think Zane should be two. You know, an uh, interesting thing about Zane is technically he went uh, four years undefeated because he won his last match uh, as a true freshman. Then he redshirted the entire year, did not wrestle an NCAA match, right. and then went on a uh, three year run. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. What? Okay, so there's there's two things with me for for this list, and I understand what Christian's saying about Aegis and like it's totally different now. And as far as what Space's saying is like if you drop. Yutaki, if Yutaki was born the same year as me, would he have the type of career Kyle Dake had? He'd mess you up, dude. He'd probably still have a his Honda Civic. Right. So there is, like, you can only compare them against who they wrestled. Like, because we we, we have no other way to do it. So if Yutaki was that much better than everyone, I like the quote that Spade put in from Myron Roderick. He said, I don't know how good he was because I never saw him challenge. So, like, it's just possible that... Um, while Yutaki may not actually be the second best wrestler of all time in terms of like skill, he was so much better than his era that that then elevates him to second best of all time. And then to to Christian's point about Zane, look like the reason that Kale is number one unquestionably, even with like his bonus rate and all that, is because he had four undefeated seasons. Mm-hmm. And to look at undefeated seasons and how few there are and how hard it is to go undefeated two years and how even hard it is to go undefeated two years in a row, um, you look at, like, Pat Smith and Zane and, and you see these, like, crazy winning streaks. Like, when you get over 80, 80, 90 match winning streaks, that puts you on a whole different level of consistency. And um, I think more than anything, it's it's about consistency. It's about... Every well, every so match you show up my, and you freaking win. In my opinion, it's not. Well, I mean, there's a degree of consistency, but what in the way this is done and it's done right, uh, it's done the only way you can can do it is that it's it becomes the most unblemished. And Zane was unblemished. I mean, after his after his freshman year, he, nobody sniffed him. I mean, he didn't take a loss. Yeah. Well, and. Uh, it's interesting. So Logan Stever was the other one that I, I hemmed and hawed on, and I ultimately went with the four titles, and then the second most career NCAA points as being like a tiebreaker. Because once you get past yeah. Hodge, I could I could totally look. I could see Logan going like Christian said to nine, um, but in the end, I put a little more emphasis on the titles, and that's just kind of how it went. But Logan could also fall off the losses. list. What were Logan's losses? Well, he lost to J- he lost to Jo and Zane. That's it, right? No, he lost to uh, Chris Dardanes. Okay. That, that one slipped the uh, Logan got um so I th- like I think he should overall, have lost to Nick Dardanes. Yes. So I think overall folk style like for his career, like from coming up, Logan is like crazy accolades. But he gets a lot of benefit of the doubt because if the JO match is called differently, he kind of falls mm. off the top nine. If I, if if the Dardanes match the Nick Dardane's match is called differently. That's another loss for him. And then he doesn't have a Hodge because that was his senior year. And mm-hmm. um, count this however you want, but then you have the CKLV his true freshman year. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I'm sympathetic I, I to all that. that out. I had to throw it out too because then I thought about it and I said. 
Because that was my first instincts, and I understand where everyone's coming from that says that. But then I ultimately didn't count any of that because then you have to go back and relitigate everybody's career and say, yep. here's, a, here's a thing that should have happened to this guy. And obviously, well, we, Kale lost to Paul Jinn. Right. right. And I mean, then we have a, a true what? freshman where people are redshirting and you go, no, 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 we're going with NCAA records and we're comparing those. And, you know, hey, if Zane had not wrestled his true freshman year and started 149 as a, as a redshirt freshman, well, I, maybe I, he I obliterates you. everybody and he's the next Kale. And that's the point. I'll tell you where this is going to come back to. <laughs> In four years, they're going to say Spencer Lee, right? If Spencer, if Spencer redshirted, or if if Spencer was in a three-year era, where would he fall? Because you know he has two losses. Luckily, we get to watch that all unfold. Yeah, he's got a, a, a tough. He's got a lot to do. Yeah, he, not if, that I'm, I'm not saying he can't. If Spencer breaks Kale's career points record in what, NCAA points, NCAA yeah. Points. I think that's when it gets to a point of, yeah. Um, and then, oh, and then another what if, and we're, we we might get to this today or not. I know we got to it um, last year with the one forty nine thing, but Kyle Dake's sophomore year, Darian Caldwell. Well, another uh, great what if. Yeah, and this let's get back to Caldwell later because that actually was a question that that we were asked. Um, so this is cool. You want to get to 10? the top, the the tenth, the voting because I have the results. Right, just and read like the top three or four. Okay, yeah. 10. So then, uh, so uh, Christian had uh, very popular opinions. The same with the rest of you. Thank you all for voting. Over four thousand. It'll be open almost five thousand. It'll be open for the rest of the week. Uh, we're gonna get a whole week's worth of voting. Don't vote more than once. Honor system. Kyle Snyder, overwhelming favorite, over one third of the votes. Um, number two would be David Taylor. He got about thirteen percent. Uh, then Ed Ruth and Lincoln McElravey are like dead heat for the fourth in there. McElravey, the only person who finished his career before the year 2000. Uh, ben Askren, maybe my fault for not putting him on there. I didn't really have any two-time uh, champs in there, uh, but except for Gable. <clears throat> do we know how many? Do we know how many? You know, obviously the Marionetti loss, but what were Lincoln's other losses? I think he only had one. That was only one loss. Let me let me see what it said under McElgravy's. Oh, he no, was, 96 and three, three NCAA champions. He lost his he true was, freshman year. Um, unbelievable. He won that. He won NCAAs, but he he had some at least a loss, maybe more than one. We yeah. haven't had a undefeated yeah. true Talk freshman. Talk about three year, three year people. T- uh, T.J. Williams had one loss. Ninety eight and one. Yeah, no one else got over five percent, but some of the old guys did. Bill Cole, Wade Chalice. Gene Mills, Mark Schultz, Carlton Hasselrig had a good number of votes, almost five percent there. Okay, fun discussion. Yeah, keep t- voting, and then we'll figure out uh, at the end of a week uh, what the total vote tallies are. We'll put that in an article. One hundred and sixty-five pounds. One sixty-five. I'm excited for this weight class. I'm excited for this tier discussion. Frankly, yeah, this is going to be a mess. <laughs> get the cleaning crew in here. Okay, so one hundred sixty-five pound tiers. I'm very, I'm, I, I'm very soft on these. You, these, I can be easily swayed from these. By the way, folks. Nomads often soft. Okay. <laughs> tier one is a tier of one, and his name is Vincenzo Joseph. He is a two-time champion. He's the Imar Slayer in NCAA finals, at least. I, I call this tier. Uh, this guy is a two-time NCAA champion. No one else has made the NCAA finals, so he's this tier is, one. This is more. This is more respect than maybe even reality, because. Yeah, in Nomad's defense, this it's tough to do. I mean, nobody has sniffed it. Nobody. What? I mean, Joseph's out here. What do you mean nobody what? sniffed him? No one else on the Marinelli s- literally beat him last year. 
Oh yeah, Marinelli. Yeah, did. but but many, I mean, many okay. people are sniffing Vincenzo Joseph. Isaiah White had a was no, that an I overtime said, match? Nobody, I meant nobody He's, sniffed the finals. Oh right. Well, okay. But if you want to talk about matches, I mean, Logan yeah. Bass has been right there. With there's many guys that have given him. Well, I, super what I'm saying matches. is, what I'm saying is, this is a tricky one in the in the sense that are we talking about are we talking about tiers of ability or tiers of um, accomplishment, I guess. Well, because this, this should be tiers of ability and our our real life perception of how we view them. I'm okay if you have him in a tier on his own. Uh, th- I'm I'm okay with that. But let's let's be real. Marinelli beat him. Logan Mass has been right there with him, and he's a tier three guy. There, there so there are two guys. So Vincenzo is the only one on this current list to make finals. The other guy that he wrestled last two years is gone. McFadden and Massa were his were Chenzo's semifinals opponents. Um, he beat McFadden three one this year, and he beat uh, Massa five four in twenty seventeen. If you tell me Logan Massa is healthy and is fully recovered from his injury, he's unquestionably tier two. Um, as I have done many times throughout this this hold on, we haven't tiering. read the tiers. Oh, you're, you're just okay, them. good. So tier two. David McFadden, Evan Wick, Chance Marsteller, Alex Marinelli. Tier 3, Logan Massa, Joe Smith, John J. Chavez, Bryce Steyart, and Isaiah White. Now, here's, here's what I think of those tiers. I think you throw, I would probably chuck Steyart and maybe even Chavez out down into tier, the tier below, and I would merge those tiers. Because I think I put Logan Massa right there in the McFadden class. I put Joe Smith at his best in that Wick, Marsteller, Marinelli, McFadden. And I would even throw, and this is more personal opinion, but I think Isaiah White sh- has shown he's <coughs> right there with those guys as well. Steyer, I'm not sure. Steyer beat Chance last year. Yeah. It's um, he, got, he got a counter takedown, and Chance chased him the rest of the match. I mean, I, I, I just... I like Steyer. I think Steyer, a uh, great chance to place this year. I just, for me, a tier two, tier three guy, I think has the ability to sneak up into the tier one. And mm-hmm. I don't see that with Steyer. And I don't necessarily see that with Chavez. Even though I watched him beat Isaiah White, I will still take the guy with more consistent leg attacks. Um, that's just the way I skew. And I think same same thing with Steyer. I don't think he has those. And that's nothing against the guy. It's just... He's counter, good athlete, really hard to score on. But I think at NCAA, that, that, that gives you the ability to pick off some elite wins during the season. But I think at NCAAs, um, clock will strike midnight on those guys uh, 100 times out of 100. Steyer. Ooh, shots fired. Yeah. No shots. Steyer having <laughs> a win over Marsteller um, is good um, for the advanced statery nerds. Um, Steyer has done very well in. Seton Hall Pirates dual impact index, whatever you place on that. And yeah, I don't know. We didn't see a lot of them last year. Um, tier two is really screwed up because you have this rock, paper, scissors of uh, McFadden beat Wick, Wick beat Marsteller, Marsteller beat McFadden, and Mar- Marinelli beat Chenzo. Marinelli beat Chenzo, <laughs> but then ends his, uh, end, not, his career, not his career, ends his season um, six and six mm-hmm. with a, a brutal dozen final dozen matches um so like i don't know mcfadden is the only two-time aa of that tier he has the second most career ncaa points um he and he wick. was and he was you're right he beat wick twice 
He was undefeated going into NCAAs. He was the two seed. Um, yeah, I don't. I I think McFadden is number two, but you you, you well, can convince I mean, me otherwise. Now you're talking ranking. I mean this this is a tier. I mean that tier. Yeah, I think right. ability wise, he's still two. Yeah, I kind of go with with if they're healthy, Logan and uh, Joseph Smith. You can put in that next tier. Right. Um, not that they'll start. I mean, Logan Massa. I think with any of these two, guys, but. you assume the best version of them, and I assume the best version of Logan. Assume the best version of Joe Smith. Not just like if we're assuming the best version of Logan, then yes, he's absolutely tier two. Yeah. And probably two or three. And then you could kind of combine uh, the rest of tier three with some of the top guys at tier four, maybe, or just keep it skinny. That's what, yeah. So that's what that's what CP is advocating for a larger tier two, and chuck and, a couple uh, of the tier three guys out. Right. So a larger tier two and tier three, essentially merging like the top half of tier three into tier two and the bottom half of tier three into tier four. I, I just think these are the guys three. that can give Chinzo. Tough matches. I think McFadden, Wick, Marsteller, Marinelli, Massa, Smith, and Isaiah White can do that. I, I and I think those guys are all excellent. So that's that's how I view 165. And, you know, and then I really I really believe it. You know, it falls off a cliff after that. Well, that's that's where I was getting at. It's like there's so many tier two and tier three are so good, or especially yes. if you move them up. Tier two is so good. That it makes for the discussion of dark horses or sleepers very a short argument because how you busted into that group was so good. Yeah, and I'll read a little bit of the next next bunch and you'll probably agree. To Shane Campbell, Branson Ashworth, Tommy Bullard, Andrew Fogarty, Connor Flynn, Gordon Wolf or Cole Walter, Joey Gunther. Um, rounds out that fourth tier. And then it's, I'll just read these last couple, Bryce Martin, John Virouette, Lenny Merkin, Demetrius Romero, Quentin Perez, and Nate Higgins. I just don't, you know, I, I think Campbell kind of is who he is. Branson Ashworth is talented. He's got a lot of stuff he can do, but I haven't seen him fully put it together. I was all over Connor Flynn last year. That stock is, I sold it. I hung on to it. I got, um, yeah. Camp Campbell, so Cam hey. Campbell and Ashworth, um, last two years, um, seeded both times, so kind of some stock in that as far as, like, two consecutive consistent seasons of being top 16 guys. And then you lose out of this weight. Imar, incredible. Um, Chad Walsh was a four Richie seed. Lewis. Richie Lewis was a six seed. Um, Chandler Rogers, we assume that it's going to be Joseph now at 165 for the Cowboys. Um, Nick Wanzek, who was – problems and then what's going on with anthony valencia is he wrestling this year oh yeah good question yeah that's a, he, it's a possibility i, I, I didn't I forgot that he wasn't in there yeah i didn't put him on there for that that reason however i'd probably put for him what on reason three. He, might, might. he could redshirt yeah hey what uh what's the situation with stephen glasgow anybody know that i uh, yeah Found, i haven't heard oh yeah he should be on he Found, should be Foundbrook on kid there. Yeah, at he's, he's at Rutgers. He's in their lineup. Yeah, he was, or he's on their their roster. I literally, I literally had him in the redshirt report the other day, and then didn't put him in here. Yeah, he would be in there. I I would say if there's a if there's one guy you're like, maybe he emerges. Maybe this is a guy that can. Maybe it's him, and that's just like totally. That's yeah. That's just like looking for somebody. That's just like man. I liked him in high school. I haven't seen him in a long time, but you know what? Why not? Another one we haven't seen in a long time that I didn't put him was Alar. Jake um, Allar should definitely be in here. I yeah. would put him in the tier three or tier four um, class with the opportunity to maybe jump into that. So, third. so may have called to those guys, but I did put them in the redshirt report. So not sure how they did make it 
in who, there. Who did John Verouette um, beat in NCAs? Was that Chandler? Yes. Yeah, I like that guy. Verouette, yeah, Verouette's solid. I um, mean, he's a senior, so we'll see. All right, but anyway, so um, what? Who is the second best guy? Uh, I, th- I, I mean, it's McFadden, right? How do you not say McFadden? I think, I think you got to go Massa. on results, but oh, you think just talent wise? If we're going best. Best Massa. Th- if, I if, mean, if you tell me the best version of Logan Massa is it on on Friday, the Friday of NCAAs, you tell me we're getting the best version of Chenzo, the best version of McFadden, the best version of Massa, I'm going Massa is the guy that would make the finals. I think we might see the best version of Marinelli Chenzo. break into that as well. Well, Marinelli is like this. Like, Marinelli will never finish. He, he, I, I don't think he'll ever make the finals. Or, or I don't know if wow. I'll win a title, What's but this? he will. Uh, I'm, saying, I'm, saying, is back. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm oh. saying, Marinelli, Marinelli's career, Marinelli is Sorensen. Marinelli will have a Sorensen like career. Ooh, what? Hmm. Which is tremendous. It's true. And awesome. Who made an NCAA final? No, and yeah, I know, I know. I, I, that's why, that's why I changed it. He'll never make a final. I immediately changed it. I, I immediately changed it. So I was like, well, what? yeah. Hold but, up, no man, no man. Listen, you, you're saying that, but. He had an incredible season, beat several of the guys, and was a freshman. These guys are going to leave. No, I know. He was in the top three for a lot of the year. Yeah, I've ranked. Marinelli, I I think certainly. I mean, he's he's got a shot at the title this year. It's going to be really tough, and I wouldn't wouldn't pick it, but he's a title contender this season. I I think he certainly can. He beat Massa last year. He, uh, yeah. Any, any. Yes, he did. He's but he also lost to Massa. He also lost to Massa. Yeah, I know. That was well, a, I like that he's young, in too. Way, maybe one of the craziest matches of the year. That was an yeah. unbelievable match. So, I, I really... I don't know, man. And then Joseph Smith's such a mister. I think we're all a little cautious of, oh, of getting too th- crazy with him. That's 100%. Yeah, uh, yeah Joseph's so talented. It. Tier 3 guy. Yeah. That's why he's Tier 3. What if... Chavez makes another jump. Except he's not tier three. I don't. I don't see. Cha- I don't see Chavez emerging. It. I. I think he's an all American. Physically, guy. he's gifted enough. No. Yeah. I, yes. I, I don't. Kid is a horse. I don't think he's got the leg attacks personally. He also doesn't have. He also doesn't have. Correct me if I'm wrong. But when I see names like McFadden, Wick, Marstell, or Marinelli, Massa, Joseph Smith, John J. Chavez, I don't think he has the all American status. Did he have the solid season that... No. He was 16 seed. Yeah. Put I was just the, throwing right, it out so, there. I'm not, like, on the Chavez train. I like him, but... Well, uh, when I say solid season, I mean consistency, right? I mean, maybe this year he does have that consistency, but up until now, he, no. And then Wick. I'm really curious to see Wick um, under Bono Reader McDonough. And if third, like if he just completely balled out in Blaze last year, which is very possible... Or if like that's just how good he can be on a consistent basis, and just really is that good. Um, and then the the biggest question this way we've never seen Wick Joseph. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting matchup. Yeah, well, that's the, bizarre the, that we haven't. The styles are so great because they contrast so much. I mean, you can't get any physically different in one weight class than Evan Wick and Chance Marsteller, and they're both ridiculous. Have we ever talented. seen? Have we ever seen Joseph Marsteller? No. We also haven't have seen, we have, and we have Nelly never Marsteller. seen Marsteller Bull. No, yeah. that would be an absolute slugfest. That would well, be awesome. And, and you have all these weird things, like okay, so of these guys, um, the only senior in the top like twelve guys is T-Shan. That's weird. Mm. Um, McFadden 
was a 157, so we only have one year of him at 165. Wick, freshman last year. Marsteller won NCAA tournament, has been in college for four years. Marinelli, freshman last year. Massa didn't really – Who did you last say year, we only had kinda, one year at 165? McFadden. He was a 157 his freshman year, and he redshirted. Okay. And then 165, and now he's entering right. year number four. Uh, Joseph, two years at 157. Massa, I, I mean, I don't – yeah, full year last year, but I don't know how I, like, look at it as far as, like, I think he was hurt most of the year. So, there's just, like, it, it, this is just a weird weight. It's a weird weight. It's going to be hard again. It's probably, I'm maybe pretty sure weight. McFadden was a freshman 65. Was he, he beat Tanner Weatherman. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely was not. Uh... No, I don't think this is a weird weight at all. I think no, this no, is he one was of the a... most straight. Okay. I think this is one of the most straightforward black and white weights you have. Really? You don't think there's room I mean, for look at the top. Look at the top eight, top ten. I mean, there, there's your guys. There, other weights you can get guys that are, you know, in tier four that might be emerging. And but you don't think there's a, so you're saying it's yeah, you're saying it's straightforward for the top ten, but it's in the, the top ten. There's a lot of top ten that could be. Movement. You you think it's clearly defined that it's McFadden, Wick, Marcel, and Marinelli? Oh, I do not. No. Okay. No, not. Not in order, just the block of guys. Yeah, that I agree. Okay, yeah, that's completely. that's fine. Okay, so that's one sixty-five. Uh, it was an awesome weight last year. It's going to be another. It's going to be great this it year. It was so as much well. fun last year. Probably my fave. It was of the year yeah, last year. I think it was. I mean, forty-one was awesome as well because you got someone like Johnny. Yeah. But yeah, sixty-five was a blast. Those quarters at sixty-five were out of control. Even <laughs> round two. Uh, love to go back and look at that, but not now. <laughs> Next up. We uh, hey, quick shout! Mark Branch got an extension yeah. through like 2020, 2034 maybe. I don't know. They locked him up <laughs> yeah. long term. They locked him up long term. Good on you, Wyoming. Uh, keep that man in. Larry. For real, how long was it? Do you know? I think twenty three, twenty twenty three. I just hope he stays there forever. Eh. He's he's good, good dude, good for the program. Do you think that gets him close to retirement age? I don't know how old's Branch. Oh hell no! He's still pretty young, isn't he? He's so, he, so he's got like he, so he's probably got like another. Yeah, contract it's in his last it. contract. No, yeah, no. And uh, you know, then there's going to be the free for all when John retires for that job, right? <sighs> Who, who's going to go after that? You know, you got how many head coaches has he? Probably Bracky. You got Bracky. You've got Coleman Scott. You've got Nomad Mark Branch. Pat Pop. Uh, Pat Pop, and then the guys that are there now. Um, Espo, Chris Perry. Does Mark Perry throw his hat in the ring? Probably. He's probably not super welcome in Stillwater, but you <laughs> never, you never know. You never know. And then do us guys who are currently assistants do they jump to you know Pendleton, Jamil, guys like that? Yeah. So that's interesting. Someone put UWW standardized testing. Is it testing? I thought we were talking about the calendar here. Schedule. Standardized testing? Who put standardized testing? Schedule? Oh, standardized schedule. Know. So Will has been do talking – all these things, like t- you call them tears for fears, and the one time that I put something in like that, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, standardized <laughs> testing. We, standardized schedule. Well, well, Come well on, no. When we it. talk about when, when UWW – Wait, hold on. When we talk frequently about – PED use and like the problem in wrestling, the idea of standardized testing with like uh, drug testing right. actually makes sense. Um, so, uh, Willie's complained about this once a show for, <laughs> I don't know, three months. And they're like, you know what? Fine, Willie, we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to get standardized. And 
I, basic, I love it. I like it. Uh, I, I like it. Th- it's like, boom, cadets, juniors, seniors in September. I love seniors in September. U23s in October, fine, we'll take it. And then World Cup in November, I guess. I even hate though that. I kind of like World Cup as like getting it started. At, at, I think it's going to hurt the World Cup participation. Oh, it's going to th- destroy it. There was I, a lot I, of pushback on that. I just glanced at it and then put it out on Twitter, and then a lot of got a few comments saying, "No, nah, yeah. the World Cups." Are, because that that feels like that's the end of the season. It's almost like it's almost like ending with the All Star game. Does? I don't know. It's it got only, a lot of Pro Bowl comparisons. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. Multiple people. Yeah. Pro the Bowl. other thing that get a lot of Pro Bowl comparisons, but it, that is going to happen. I mean, there's going to be less participation or and or less guys in shape. But I think it should be moved back at least to December. Though. I must be in shape in September, also November. No, I, I, mm. I yeah. never do this. Right. I cannot That's do it again. Two things that are Vacation weird to time. me: U twenty three Continentals in like. March and then the World Championships not until October. I don't. I just. I don't know what they're trying to do with U twenty threes. March, then, April. I bet we yeah. see Pan Ams in April just because. Uh, well, and then the World US. Cup in November when it's developmental season. Like that's when most guys are most stars are taking off, and when most guys who are like on the developmental upswing are competing. So Listen, it I, just I, makes a developmental tournament at that point. I'm just glad they got one, and that it makes nine out of ten category or what they have here makes sense um yes you know you, you need a structure it can't be like every year you don't know when what's coming first cadets or this cadets or that i mean and i don't think the whole world knows i don't think like uh not just does the schedule not make sense some years and it's just thrown together helter skelter but i think that i would assume that at some sometimes the USA the federations don't know. USA wrestling doesn't know when these things are going to be because sometimes their schedules like overlap. We can't couldn't send guys to. I mean, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to send guys to Pan Ams a couple times, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the standard schedule is awesome. At least we will know when things are. Uh, generally speaking, I mean, last year cadets were in what October. September? Cadets being last um, is just weird. Yeah. Well, no more. From now on, well, from now on, it'll be last week of July. Um, the only thing, and, and this this kind of uh, was always a thing, but what about when they have Continentals? When they have Continentals, the Continentals are always going to be before teams are decided. So you have this ranking system slash seeding system in place, and the guy, the starter, is never going to be known. Right. Well, that's ultimately the difficulty with the ranking systems, right, is it's trying to encourage – it's almost like there are too many because the guys that you want to go out and earn the number one and the number two seeds, they certainly don't have four ranking tournaments in them, and they might not even have – uh, a ranking systems in a continentals. I mean, you just you haven't seen guys like Jordan Burroughs wrestle that many times. And I mean, do and they, he shouldn't for his career to keep that longevity going. At this point, you don't want to see Burroughs out. And I mean, as a fan, you selfishly kind of do, but then thinking of the long term, you don't. And then, do they even care? Right. Like, well, does Sedge yeah. Live really care? Like, because that that was always the thing that bothered me when when this was rolled out. <laughs> I like, know. Like, but they try to make it objective or subjective. No, objective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and they try to make you know have so let's let's not just seed guys let's make it merit based but then the guys that should get merit based points don't participate yeah right. so they the put more, emph- more emphasis on the world championships and less on four that's yeah. just too many but i like the it, idea but we're getting yeah, off on a tangent it's good it's good yeah. overall okay to questions we're starting with a hot one FRL question from Zach Donahue. <laughs> Top five cities where wrestling nomad would definitely die. That is. I, so I have I have one that's probably not on the board. I'm not covered in hot. Um. So he's from Baltimore County, for whatever yeah. that means. So we we can cross off Baltimore. I think he can navigate that without dying. I think he does better in the cities. He's been to Paris. Did not die. He lives in Austin and Baltimore. Did not die. Paris is awesome. I'm going Boone, West Virginia. He would okay. definitely die. If you've okay. seen the wild, wonderful whites of West Virginia. Mm. Oh, great. Great flag. He would, <laughs> right. he he would 100% die there. You would get caught up in the game one way or the other. Likewise, likewise I'm going to go Geary, Oklahoma. Yep. They would, Geary. they would hate you there. No, I mean, you would. if you lost your car or something, you would have to walk like 70 miles to the nearest payphone. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not like Compton. It's not Camden, New Jersey. Uh, no, if he was in Compton, he'd make friends. People would look out for him. Yeah, I, he's, he's this figured is that a, out. This is just a wild question. I mean, this is this is amazing that we're starting I'm, with. I'm tickled by, it, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Nomad. You're gonna go on some like wedding in the Caribbean somewhere, uh, Aruba or whatever, and you're just gonna blend in and just live there and die of old age on the beach, running a moped stand Me and or Tupac. something. Yeah, yeah. you and Tupac, okay. right? Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Just a vacation death. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, People I'm forget. Gonna, uh, I'm going to nominate some city in Thailand. Oh no! Now we're going. Uh, he would point. not make it. People forget Tupac went to Baltimore School for the Arts, and him and Jada Pinkett uh, Smith were like this. How could anyone ever forget that? Yeah, many people do forget that. Shout out Tupac. Okay, and this was, uh, I alluded to this question before. How do you guys believe the potential number one seed, Darren Caldwell, versus number four seed, Kyle Dake's semifinal would have played out in 11 if Caldwell had not have injured out of the tournament? Caldwell wins. So, uh, no. That version of Darren Caldwell would never beat Kyle Dake, period, end of discussion. And I am, now the, the question, the hypothetical question is this. Best version, Darian versus Dake. Yeah. Sure. Did you even watch the ACC finals? Caldwell struggled with Derek Valenti. Okay? He is not That's beating fine. Kyle Dake. No, it's not fine. It's not it's fine. fine. He would lose to Kyle <laughs> Dake. It's not fine. He would lose 100%. No. There's no way. Yeah. Dake would Why, be Nomad? Why? Why? Because the guy, Darian the guy Caldwell. The ac Steve. He's struggling all year. Then. Uh, That's fine. You can struggle all year. You can struggle all year, and you can still win NCAAs. And Darian Caldwell is is literally the person. Darian Caldwell, probably the only person athletically who can match up with Dake. No, not that version. Not that version. You're taking. You're taking. Well, all right, all right. Okay, well then. Okay, then. Of course not. Like no. Like then. No, of course not. Because he was freaking injured. Like okay, then say that. Yeah, that's. But the, that's not the question. Yes, it is. That's not yes, the is. question. He was hurt that entire year. It is absolutely the question. Oh, right. So, so the question not- is, if he's not hurt and doesn't have to default out, if he's not injured enough to default out and doesn't have an entire season where he's just wrestling one one okay, arm. Okay, so my question is You should have said yes. Yes, he wins. So of not, course he wins. So healthy so, for the whole year, not just whatever specifically kept him out of that tournament. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You want him healthy the whole year? He yeah. was hurt before the Grahalis injury default. Forty-three minutes in. Forty-three minutes in. Oh my gosh. It, it's it's outrageous to say that the guy. It's outrageous to say that the guy who had just beaten uh, Brent Metcalf fully no, really healthy would be Kyle Dake. Christian, Christian said best version. You said it didn't matter, and then you talked about this whole thing, and you said, "Okay, yeah, best version." So it does but matter. But that's the que- what I'm saying. It doesn't matter because that's the question. The question is if Darren Caldwell is fully healthy, he beats Kyle Dake. Okay. Okay. That's the thing. Like, if you're going to take the actual version of it, of course not. Of course not, because it didn't happen. Well, he didn't even kinda, get to him. It's not really he's dead. Determine whether he's its best version. Of I'm just saying the or... senior year version of Caldwell. That whole guy, not beaten. Yeah. Period. Uh, if uh, I could, easily you also answer. bring up ACC's Kyle. They just lost in the EIWA finals a week before. He lost to Lavalle. Uh, yeah. Who was worse than Darian Caldwell? So I don't want to hear the the oh, the struggle at ACC. It wasn't crap. worse than Darian Caldwell. Darian Caldwell. Forfeited out the first match. Right, he never he, like yeah. That's that's the point of the question. All right, is why this it's is a, a hypothetical. This is a perfect segue because I have my answer. If you had to sacrifice also one member second, of the Flow Wrestling staff to the Wrestling Gods for us to win our Team World Title, who would you sacrifice? The Wrestling Nomad. Zach, you can't say you Zach can't, Donahue again. Can't sacrifice I'm yet. sacrificing the forty. Can't sacrifice <laughs> me for. I'm sacrificing hit the 43 minute into FRL version of wrestling. <laughs> this was this also this this was this was how it went. He's he, dead. He beat Lopachansky. He beat Lopachansky 18-7. Defaulted Uh-oh. out against Grahalis. Going down a rabbit hole. And then and then Look, lost to Nadir. Who is Nadir? He's listening to Tom Petty right Safari. now. He literally lost to a guy named Nadir, which is just from ironic. Northwestern. Yeah, Andrew he was, Nadir. He was pretty good. That that is that's an ironic way to end your career. Yeah, that's at the Nadir of yeah. his career. <laughs> Hey, oh, I say two words. Yeah, I love uh, I love Caldwell. One of my favorites ever. The healthy Broadway, New Jersey healthy Caldwell versus healthy Dake would be all time, uh, but it will never happen. This is an easy one from Matthew Denholtz with Team USA training at Camp Pendleton this week. Which members should uh, world team members should our enemies most fear staying there as a Marine? And it's Thomas <laughs> Gilman. Thomas <laughs> Gilman. If if he came out, he's like, yeah, I actually enlisted, guys. I'd be like, oh. Yeah, yeah and he's, <laughs> he's combat ready at all times. He stands so that his back is is uh, protected from his enemies against the wall in a practice room at Oklahoma State. So he's not. You're not going to get the jump on him either. Yeah, all Marine fatigues would have a stay clear patch. Yeah, they would. They would. Best to never win it from class of eighteen. Adam Kuhn, Bryce Meredith, Brandon Sorensen, and this guy is funny. He says, "I know my answer." Chris Pyle's answer is PD three, which yes, it is PD three. Yeah, but the runner up. Is Adam Kuhn. Yeah, it's Kuhn. Yep. Kuhn beat Gwiz in his career. Nelson. He beat Nelson in his career. He beat Kyle Snyder in his Snyder. career. It's actually a very easy. It's really, you know, Kuhn's up there with like some of the best of all time to never win it, truly. He's up there with Micah Jordan. He's up there with. Just kidding. Sentimentally. Oh, that was a yes. callback from. <laughs> a little, little delay there. Sentimentally, for me, it was. Willie's Meredith. already accepted that Micah's one of the best to never win it. <laughs> Sentimentally for me, it's Meredith, just because of like how his career went and being like a fourteen and like a ten to make the finals, and he was a senior, and then he ran into Yanni Um, Sorensen. I don't know. Talking about sentiment, Sorensen. I feel like had the trajectory. Everybody, he uh, made the finals his sophomore year. Is that it? 
Brandon freshman. There, there are many, many, many people like Brandon Sorensen. Um, no, but my point that, was that like he was on that like oh if he's stuck behind Zane the whole time he's going to be one of the best to never do to never oh, win. Yeah. But then he kind of got dropped off into the, the tier rather than just the clear number two behind Zane. Is what was my my point was? Um, yes. Maybe he was like more of a tweener or something. Got caught between weight classes. Sorta. Of, I don't know. He was always number. T- I mean, he lost to Lugo, but he was the number. Two guy for three years, right? Well, he lost to um, he had some other losses in there. He lost to Micah. He lost to. I mean, his NCAA finishes were not. If he had gone two 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 to end his career, then sure. yeah. But well, I what, think what was his junior year? Was three though, right? He lost. He lost to Zane in the semis that year, and right. I think I think he wrestled back for third. Twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. Yeah. He, he lost to Zane. He lost in 2016. Lost to Zane in the finals in 2017. He lost to Zane in the semis. Wrestled back for third. Last yeah. Last year he. uh, uh, Where was he last year? He lost to Perry. Oh, he lost to Ronnie Perry. Yeah. And then Kaladzic. Um. How long before Flo Spikeball? Add. uh, Wow. This is not really a sentence, but. How long before Flo adds spike ball events to the family? This is a really tough sentence. I can't actually read it. But I think he's – I get what he's asking if we we're going to add uh, spike ball to the Flow sport. We hope it happens. It's actually not out of the realm of possibility. What if yeah, it happens? Yeah, it seems, seems – If nothing else, there's chatter. we're going to continue to play spike ball till we can play it no more. And, and one reason why we couldn't play anymore would be somebody destroys yeah, all of our nets. So, so what happened? So, all right. I can't wait. Show today. I wish Kyle was here to defend himself, but he's not. And maybe that's going to make it more fun. <laughs> so, it's uh, Kyle was kind of the undisputed number one spike baller for a while, but I think we're tremendous range. He's good. He's good. And he his, plays well with all teammates. He's the consummate teammate. He can get a lot. He's accurate. He's, he's a complete package. He's pretty good. But we're starting to come into his lane a little bit, okay? And Spay and I were playing Bader and Bracky. Yeah, to the best I'll athletes. defend Bracky why he's not here. I'm going to say that he's still much better than you guys. He's not <laughs> much better. I, I'll, play, I'll say it right now. He is not much better than me. He's, he's maybe better than me. He's not much better than me. Facts. Kyle's pretty good. Yeah, you haven't seen us play in in months. You have no idea what that's, you're even talking about. That's true, but I have listen. I've jumped I'm levels. Suspicious that you guys closed the gap. Bader's jumped you, levels. You can Space feel jumped sus- levels. You can feel suspicious. That's what happened. Well, what was, what was happening is usually I fade after one game. I have a shelf life when I'm out there, but I was feeling really good for whatever reason. Got a lot of sleep in, whatever. But we were on game three, and at that point, I'm usually just like. You guys so, have fun. Like I'm, I'm like hobbled. Like, game three know. is also when the, the 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 Austin Sun starts hitting. Oh, we're all sweaty. We're, you are completely soaked. So here's what happened. we always do: best two out of three, right? Every time, and we won game one. We lost ga- me and Spay to Bracky and Bader. Lost game two. Game three, it's seven five. Okay, and basically the coolest thing you can basically do is play one off the wall. It's very challenging. A lot of angles. There's only a wall. There was two sides of the wall on you know if there's four sides. Yeah. So you hit it off the I hit it off the wall. Spay hits it to me. I hit it off the net. It's amazing and we ended up winning the point after uh, a little bit. Kyle the ultimate competitor 
gets a little, throws a little temper tantrum. He kicks the, <laughs> he kicks the net and snaps it immediately. Yeah, you a big solid it. kick. Also, he, the the re, they almost returned our awesome shot. I know with their own wall shot. Bader hit it off the wall and set up Kyle. Kyle was right. He was hovering over the net, and the hardest thing to do, one of the hardest things, is to follow the ball when you're not looking at the net, and then hit the ball, and then somehow know where the net is mm-hmm. when you're not looking okay. at it. And so, Kyle missed, and he's standing right over the net, and like in all one motion, it's like hits the ball, misses the net, his foot kicks the net. You hear the crack, everyone just goes, "Oh well, good game." Game's so up. I see uh, a Twitter pic of Kyle or a video Kyle trying to fix this spike ball net. What is the status? So he could not fix it. Took it home. I figured out the solution of how to fix it way too late. He threw the old one away, so he bought a new one. He bought a new one. <laughs> And I will defend Kyle because his immediate thing was because I've I've for the first thing he said was Spay you kick it all the time or something like you know I also get frustrated and kick the net but I make sure I don't have the power and I wasn't uh, as focused in my uh, 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 anger as Kyle was when he just delivered a devastating kill shot to the net so uh, but then he came back and said look I, I'm a passionate guy I care about the results. I was into the game, and uh, yeah, I don't fault anyone for having passion. And then he made up for it the very next day. He had a, a, a new spike ball net. Yeah, so so we're good to go. We are good to go there. Uh, Lezak first gross prediction at 133. It's really interesting. They are so similar. Uh, they both are very underrated on their feet. Both amazing finishers. They both can get to singles really, really well. And, of course, they're both devastating on top. And so what I'll say about this, I just believe, and anytime this happens, you just have one guy that's just a slightly better version of the other guy. It's really rare that you see those outcomes reverse. So I strongly believe Seth Gross would win the match, though I do believe that they're really similar and they're both excellent, blah, blah, blah. NCAA yeah, tournament, Lee All of the above. Is the only thing I would ever say is that he shows up for the big Yeah, but, and, here's but, the thing, but though. Seth Gross here's won the thing, it though, got, got second. Right. I'm not Here's picking Lisa. Yeah, the the NCA version. A lot of times, Lezak has been uh, regular season peaks and valleys because of the weight thing. Theoretically, he won't. He shouldn't be that much that this year. Right? Yeah. He should be. He should be a little healthier, a little. More, we'll uh, see. I think I'm gonna make a prediction. I think we're I, still gonna have some roller coaster rides with Ethan Lezak. That's why I said theoretically, because I still think he's pulling a ton of weight. I and just, I still think I think that's he, probably how he's gonna be. He lives a little dangerously. I think he's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm not. I'm not ready to. Uh, yeah. Real quick, we were robbed not once, but twice of Kyle Dake and Caldwell that year. Could have happened at Cliff Keen, but neither of them wrestled. 2010 Cliff Keen. Well, dag on. Wow, great, great pull. Nomad has this uh, matchup on his brain. <laughs> well, because now I'm like trying to go back and look at results, we and there's very minimal results. Five minutes ago, well. and, and 2010 CKLV is what you have to go back to uh, make another point about that matchup. Did, so. it, not ever wrestled. What happened? <laughs> we didn't see him. I guess. <laughs> Clearly, injuries may have been uh, affecting. But Dake wasn't there either. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, is is Spencer Lee first true freshman to win a title after not winning a title his high school Kyle senior Dake. year? Kyle Dake did not. I was good, the point I was going to make. Many people say that Kyle Dake did not win his senior year, but he did. It was his junior year he lost to Paddock. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. There you go. Mm. But I believe I am not wrong. And talk, I was actually talk amongst yourselves. I was ready for that take. Um, so yeah, are you sure this is his senior year? 
Yes. I do not know of any. Uh, Paddock any was other. junior. Yeah. Um, there we go. So I don't think so, but I mean, there's not that many true freshmen in. That's an insane there. stat. Although it's wholly loaded. You what know, do you mean by Spencer. that? Very rare. Spencer was injured. Okay. Um, no, you, no, it was he beat Nevinger. His senior year. Right. Well. Yeah, 2009 was. Yeah, his, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah. An NCAA true freshman champ that won it a year after not winning a state title. That is. Oh, Yanni. Oh, Yanni didn't. Yeah. Yanni also did not win a state title. No. That's no, also no title great. for Yanni. Well, wow! So it happens all the time. Well, you're great. actually more likely to win NCAs <laughs> if you don't win states. Here, don't even year. bother wrestling in states, guys. It, it was also the first time in like seventy years that we had two true freshman champs in the same year. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Stats Inc. of Flow Sports. We also haven't. It was so uh, seventy uh, years. Yeah, so it was nineteen. Uh, so nineteen forty-seven. WW two. Yep. Back Freshmen in, couldn't even wrestle back then, could they? I guess for a yes, couple years. Yes, they could. Years. So, 19... I think it was 1947. Yes, when Cornell, Iowa won. I think it was 47. Oh, yes. When Cornell, Iowa won, they had... They had... They had nobody cares. How about yep. nobody cares? Uh, yep, that's right. Nobody cares. Okay, well, here's the thing. Tremendous Dick Hauser <laughs> and Lowell Lang were forgot, undefeated true freshman cares. NCAA champs, and since then, there has not been a true freshman undefeated NCAA champ and Gable Steveson will do it this year. We all remember Dick Hauser's amazing year back in 1947. Will Kale end up freshman. with more coaching titles than Gable? Mm. What's no, Ga- what is 15. What, what does Gable have? Half 22 or something? 20. 15. The, it will, the only 15. reason it won't happen is if Kale kind of goes Gable and just, like, hangs it up early. Yeah. There's no reason. Uh, Kale is, mm, I don't know the word I want to use, but Kale, I'm going to use the word vindictive. And I'm going to say Kale will specifically win 16 to make sure, like, he will make sure he gets to 16. Wait, what is the actual number? 15. It is 15, yeah. What's, oh, 20, he, what's he, 22? 21 Big get, Ten championships. Yeah, he, right? they won the Big Ten every single year that okay. Cable existed. At he Iowa. can get 16. 16, because he's at what right now? Six? Seven. Seven, seven. seven right now? I don't know, man. Yeah, I think you remember how imminent. I mean, I know this has nothing to do with anything what we're talking about, but like, just it's just like your perception. It's like Tiger is going to crush Jack Nicholas's record. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. stuff still, happens. Still no, of course. <laughs> but 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 I Tiger, Tiger's comeback here it is. But I think Kale will like specifically, like Kale is. I don't know if he is consciously, um, like wants to to kind of check off these things, but he kind of <laughs> does, right? Only undefeated four-time national champ, Olympic gold medalist, and I think the next thing is like sixteen national titles. Well, the, along the way with the next, I think the next thing is also like completely transform USA wrestling into Russia. We'll see if that one happens. That I don't think his gonna be priorities hard. are, are that's on the USA wrestling right now. I, don't I think, think his priorities so. are. I, I think definitely no bad, but you can't like but, circle. A, you can't circle four-time undefeated national champ and then just go do it. Right? No, I I know, but Kale is a different, wholly different beast than anyone yeah. we've ever seen. I, I think I think the competitive nature of Kale is like extremely high, understated. Yeah, and not to, the dude is maniacally focused on winning. I maniacally I think, focused is better than this, vindictive. Well, on, think about it like this. So he's eight away from tying it right now. You have to figure 
modestly, that'll take him 12 years. That's super modest, right? So he's yeah, 12 yeah. years away. How old is he right Assuming now? Assuming there's another hiccup or a punt year. He's 40. He's 40. So at 52, he should, he be, might be, 39. He should be tied, right? That's a long – and that's like – you know, he could do it in 10 years, obviously. At the rate he's going, that's probably more likely. But I'm just saying, yeah. modestly, 12. Gable did not coach until 50. Gable was born in 48. His last year was 97. So then you have the well Kale coach longer thing. But whatever, who cares? I think it'd be interesting to see if Kale catches him before whatever, his 60th birthday, uh, does Kale then take another challenge? Does he go transition more to USA Wrestling? Does he try to win at another school? Does he try to I start another program? I wouldn't. Or does he Penn I State really for don't life? S- I don't see him doing that. I think he'll. No. I, I don't, don't see him going to USA. I think if he steps out of coaching, I think he's probably not going to really coach anymore. I don't see him doing anything I, else. I don't think he's necessarily going to go to USA like like the, the Zadik Burnett KJ head coach. But I mean, like, I think. They're going to push hard for next year. I think they're going to push hard for 2020 Olympic trials, and I think that they want uh, they want Nittany Lion Wrestling Club to be on the level of Titan Mercury, to be on the level of MIAC, to be on the level of Sunkiss Kids as like its own standalone thing. And I think that's the impact that Kale wants to have on USA Wrestling. That like we have the premier, we are Dagestan. We have the premier place to train and go and and win medals and titles. I can see that. Pennsylvania and Dagestan. Because How many fourth graders can Wrestling Nomad take on at once? Asks mm. Justin Wharton. Mm. Oh, what is the, also the definition of once? Like, the meaning, of meaning, hold on, meaning, 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 hold on, meaning, meaning like, um, like steady stream of no, like, of, you're surrounded. How many can surround you and attack you and you not get pinned or taken down? Know, it's like, it's like eight. Or the six, I don't know. It's it's not hot. It's not many. Like the the weight of the the weight and the, the weight and arm. That's what I'm saying. The weight and arms like adds up very quickly. Yeah, especially a couple big fourth graders come in there and start bullying you. It might only take two. <laughs> you could only be two. I'm gonna say four. But the, the, yeah, the weight, weight weight and arms adds up very quickly. There's fourth graders that weigh as much as you. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Kids absolutely. Are, kids are fat these days. Huge. <laughs> you don't have to be fat. They could just be big. Yeah, but they're. Yeah, I was in fourth grade. Ninety pounds, yeah. dang! What was what's what is what is fourth grade? Hey, here's freaking trim. Here's a question from my boy Austin Summer, Lehigh Valley guy. It's not on here, but it, it's it's one I was wondering. Um, it's one I was wondering what you guys would pick. He said something to the effect of, "What school would you, if your job was on the line, you have to lead a Division One program? What city? It could be a it could be a university that doesn't have." A program, mm. or I think it, that might have been the thing. It doesn't have, it doesn't even have a program now. You have to go there. You have to start it. You're running it. You, your job's on the line. Mm. I picked, I picked University of Georgia. Yeah, that would uh, be interesting. I'm, I'm probably smash you I'm, with I'm, my choice. I'm <laughs> think about it. I'm staying. I'm staying right here. The yeah. There's no. There's probably you're gonna go to the forty no, acres. There's no state, and. And university that could have a greater impact on wrestling right now doesn't have a program than University of Texas. There are so many kids in Texas. Men's and women's program. You can siphon so many kids from football and Texas and and all the other sports that Texas is good at will not drop off in any way. And and then you could have a legitimately amazing wrestling state. 
It's a good pick, but you're not going to win national titles by siphoning off football players. You're going to win national titles. Are you going to you're going to keep your job and you're going to make the program viable by recruiting elite talent? No. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm I, okay. I'm talking I, about you're running a Division yeah. One wrestling program to be successful. Oh, well, Penn State. I don't understand the well, question. I don't understand the question. What is a, the question? Start a start a new program. A college that exists that does not have one now. I'll say I'll say either I don't know which one would be better. Uh, you break the tie, but I'm between UCLA and USC. Which would be the better one in California? Get the LA. Uh, <clears throat> get a real. I mean, Stanford's like big time university, but I, I think one of those big time Cali West Coast schools. Yeah, you stole my. I was thinking. I mean, just selfishly, I would rather be in Southern California. So USC well, is probably my choice. The other one that yeah. no one's probably going to say, but. Uh, I'll be a li- an elitist here and say I'll start the program at either Yale, or restart the program, yeah. or Dartmouth. They have so many resources. They have billions in, bi- in their endowment. Billions. It's like billions. $30 billion. And if you have enough support yeah. there Why? and you can figure Yale it out, then you can. Team. Oh, yeah. They could, they could, the, the loose change in their endowment pockets, they could fund a, a team. They don't do uh, scholarships. There's no scholarships. Well, well, here's the thing. Well, there's no scholarships. Right. At Yale. I mean, but or anywhere, I mean, is that the place you would pick? Let, I mean, let's say the, the question is: you're starting a, a new program, yes, and, and you want to be a powerhouse. Is that the place that you start to be a powerhouse? Uh, yeah, it depends. If you if you can get institutional support, there's one Ivy League yeah. powerhouse ever. Um, I'm going. I'm going SC, USC. I think here's why I picked. Okay, when the when I first saw this question, I was like. Georgia. I'm going somewhere in Georgia, and I was like Georgia Tech, and <clears throat> I looked up. I looked up where they were. I wasn't exactly sure what city they were in, and Georgia Tech is right in Atlanta, yeah. and Georgia is outside. I would pick a school outside of a major city. I don't want to be in a major city. I, I just don't think it works. I think it works less well. Well, we'll I, see. It worked in Minnesota. I wish the Philly schools weren't mm-hmm. all private. Because that would be easy enough no, Matt, to pull you, kids you have to from pick, You have to start us one from scratch. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. So it's then. like Villanova is what I'm saying. Villanova is in Villanova. I, like, it's, 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 the answer is Pennsylvania. You pick a Pennsylvania school that doesn't have a team that you can draw kids to. But my thing is but there's, the, so, many, there's so many Pennsylvania it's schools already. already. There's like nine, yeah. and there's one that's like. Yeah, no, I still, I, the, I still Every big it. state. There's no other state school either. The flagships are taken. That's, Penn State that, I know that's 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 the issue. Is like the all of the all of the places where wrestling is good, there already are. That's what makes it an interesting. Question: Not, not, not California, it. not California. I don't. Yeah, Southern well, California, a big state. Yeah, Fresno. So I, I, see, I disagree because I think Fresno gosh, is that dude, school. No, it's not. But it, but it is. That Fresno is in the best area for wrestling, and they're a public. School, but you can get Fresno guys to go to UCLA or, or Southern California for sure. I mm, well academically, come on, bro. I, if you can get the best guy from Maryland to go to Ohio State, you can get the best guy from Fresno to go but it's to a different Southern culture, California. It's different culture there. Those kids want to stay of home. Florida University of Florida might not be a bad one either, or Florida State. I want to. I want uh, Florida. I think you're in better shape than Florida State. No offense to the Seminoles, but all right. Why is that? Florida is just got a better reputation. You got more reason. It's a. You're better, saying it's a, you're saying it's a better school. school. Yeah. Okay. Better school in Florida. State. Like a okay. recruiting advantage. Right. I was. Uh, you yeah. got A and B. 
Florida's got the. I didn't know if you're going athletics or whatever. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. All right, one last question, and then uh, I want I want Willie to take this one away, and then we can go. Um, make a uh, more college predictions for uncommitted prospects. You did uh, Jace yesterday. What What do you think with him? Um, Jace, I don't really know. I I think he. I think he fits at Oki State. I'll tell you, I think he might. This is one that's not on his list, but I, I think watch out for Iowa State to be his fifth visit. You know, he said something interesting. He said he's going to keep his fifth visit in his back pocket. Oh. I kind of like. I kind of like. Um, I don't know. I think he's completely up in the air. In fact, he said to me that if um, he I said, when do you think you'll commit? He goes, he goes, whenever it's right. In fact, like, if it's not right, I'm not doing it. So I, he, He's so wide open right now, so okay. I don't know. Do you have anyone you can make a prediction for? Um, no, I do not. I really want to see where Starocki goes. I don't have anybody that, no. Is it, you know, Kevon, I think, I think Kevon ends up at Nebraska. I think, I think Cam Amin ends up at Okie State. Mm-hmm. That would make. I I think this happens sometimes where it's like everyone thinks about it and then like yeah he's it's almost like they do you mean you know they're yeah we're open we're open we're open but at the end of the day yeah I know at the end of the day are you leaving your state are you leaving that tradition are you leaving your brothers they're this they have a Cousin. need and they have a, a a need for him right a massive massive need. It's need, great school, your state, it's going to be tough to say no to that. No matter how much, even if it was Penn State or Oklahoma State, it doesn't matter. I just think at the end of it all, that is just such a tough draw. Like you can, you convince yourself, you totally convince yourself, be open-minded, be open-minded. Okay, I'm really open-minded. Everybody is open-minded. And at the end of the day, you're going to do what? Everybody thought you were going to do. Freak <laughs> <laughs> you out. It's, it's like It's like Dayton. Like exactly, I, I know a lot of people don't realize how maybe he how much up in the air that was, but then ultimately it doesn't like as Willie has said a thousand times, number two in recruiting means nothing. Yeah, so, Kale recruited the fire out of Dayton and made it, I think, pretty interesting at the very least for right. for Dayton. But at the end of it all, it's just how do you? You don't leave John Smith. You don't leave Oklahoma. You don't all, all these reasons, right? Your dad went to Oklahoma State. He was teammates with John. That's where you well, go. they were on the same team together. <laughs> all right. Hey, um, LJ and or Hank are men in the control room. What do you call it? Control room. Control room. Okay, I'm adopting that. Uh, we're ready to go. FRL in the books for this Tuesday. Good job by you guys. Good job by you, Willie. We will be back Thursday. Bracky will no be Bracky. Nomad, throw some plugs. Kyle, thanks for letting me uh, sit in your seat. I'm keeping it warm for you. Nomad, Willie wants to plug Nomad. for something. You guys, you ended the show most of, uh, recently with plugs. Hey, all, right, all, right, all right, who's number one on the show tomorrow at 1030? And a um, couple weeks, going to be some really interesting weight class-related stuff coming out. Mmm. Wow, mm. that's all time tea. So this, but, but what you do brackets. know, but what you do know, maybe on a day by day basis, just be prepared. What you do know is it will involve weight classes. So that pretty much that really narrows it down. Day by day. Mm. <sighs>
Thanks so much, guys. We'll be back Thursday. Thank you to A6 for your support of Flow Wrestling Radio Live and wrestlers everywhere and making great wrestling shoes. Thanks. See you next time.